Welcome to Dinosaur George Kids, a show for anyone who loves dinosaurs. Dinosaur George has studied paleontology for over 50 years and has performed live to over 4 million students across the world. So sit back and enjoy today's show. Now, here's Dinosaur George. there, future paleontologist. I'm Dinosaur George, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are all doing great. I hope everybody's uh, healthy and happy and all the good things that come with being alive. In uh, got some really, really exciting news. This is going to be for anybody in or around San Antonio, Texas, on the weekend of October 29th and 30th. FYI, we're in the year 2022. In case you're listening to this podcast a year from now, I don't want you to be confused. On October 29th and 30th of 2022, out at my museum and store at Trader's Village in San Antonio, We're going to do something really exciting since it's a Halloween weekend and people are looking for things to do that are fun and family friendly and safe. And so I'm going to take my Megalodon jaws. That's the jaws of the world's biggest shark, biggest shark that ever existed. I'm bringing the jaws of my Megalodon out to Trader's Village. I'm going to set them up outside and we are going to let all of you Stand inside of that mouth and take your picture. You're going to be able to stand inside the mouth of Megalodon and take your picture. So, and this is for anybody. You don't have to be a club member or anything like that. Anybody in or around San Antonio who will be in San Antonio that weekend, if you would like to uh, get the opportunity to come in and stand inside the mouth of a Megalodon, That's going to be your chance. And not only that, but another cool thing. I'm going to set up my podcasting equipment out there. And I'm going to let you ask questions. And I'm going to put you and your question on a podcast. So I won't just be reading your questions. This time, you get to sit down with me and you get to ask your questions. Now, here are the rules. You... What I suggest you do is to, if you're going to come out, to get a piece of paper and write your question down. Because what happens is when you get there and uh, you meet me and, and there's a lot of stuff going on, sometimes you forget your question. And I want you to try to limit it to only two questions and then you can ask one who would win. Now, normally, who would wins can only be asked by T-Rex members of the Patreon Club. But I'm going to let anybody ask a who would win. So listen carefully. Let me say that again. You can ask two questions and a who would win. And the reason why I have to put a limit on it is we don't know how many people show up. Now, if not a lot of people are there, I might continue to talk to you. You'll get to ask more than just two questions. But in the event that there's going to be a lot of people... We have to move kind of quick. And so I'm going to limit everybody to you can ask two questions 
And then if you want, you can ask a who would win. But again, mom, dad, if you're listening or if you're you're. A young person says they want to come to it and you're going to you're going to be able to do it. I'd like for them to write their questions down, because, again, it it is so hard sometimes with so many things going on. Uh, that's oftentimes when I do something like this, people will forget the question. So you think about your two questions, what you want to ask. And then if you want to ask a who would win, you can. So that's what we're doing on the weekend of October 29th and 30th of October, the year 2022, this year. You can stand inside the mouth of a megalodon. You can, your, your family can take your picture inside the mouth, and then you can come over and you can be on a podcast if you like. You don't have to come on the podcast if you don't want to, but you can. So that's what's coming up, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun For those of you that follow us on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, we will be posting information there as well to give you, of course, the dates again and and the time. Now, we're open from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. both days, and we're going to do it all day long. So there's not like a limited time that you have to be there at a set time. It's going to be from 10 to 5. There might be one person show up. There might be one billion people show up. We don't know. Hopefully it's not a billion people because that's going to be, that means I would have to ask, I would have to answer 2 billion questions and 1 billion who would wins. Do you kids have any idea how tired I'm going to be? If I have to answer 2 billion questions, uh, just ask your parents what it's like for them. Just say, Hey mom, dad, I know I ask about 2 billion questions a day. What's it like? And your mom's just going to go, Oh, Child, let me tell you what it's like. And your dad's going to be like, uh, I don't know. I don't even listen. I put earplugs in and poor mom has to deal with it. (laughs) Yeah, that's the best part. All right. (laughs) So more information will come on this. Some neat news to share with you. We are now at 491,000 downloads of my podcast. We are coming close to half a million listeners. That's very, very exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm just thrilled about that. I'm now heard in 160 countries and 11,445 cities all throughout the world. So very, very happy with all of that. Very proud of all that. And that's because of you. That's because um, I appreciate those of you that listen through various podcasting platforms like um, like Apple and, and, and what are some of the other ones? I can't even remember all of them. But anyway, I appreciate when you go give us a good rating because that really helps. That puts us up towards the top. And so whenever somebody searches for a dinosaur uh, because of you, they usually see our page first. So I appreciate that very much. All right, let's do some shout outs. First of all, speaking of being out at Traders Village, I, I was out there this past weekend and got to meet so many neat people. First of all, Nick came out with his family. Nick was nice enough to draw me a picture, which I really liked a lot, Nick. I enjoyed that, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. I hope you like coming out there, and I'm glad a dinosaur did not eat you while you were there. Also, Keon and Mahir um, came out to Traders. Now, Keon and Mahir, you two were most polite young man. I'm so proud of you, and I, I know your dad was proud of you, uh, and you guys know a lot about dinosaurs. And um, so I, uh, I hope to see more of you, and I hope you're listening to this podcast. And I just wanted to give you both a shout out 
uh, since you were so polite and courteous. And then Patreon Club Fiona. Now she comes out with her family, Milo, Jude, Austin, Gus, who was, I named Shrimposaurus because he was so tiny. So they came out with their family and with them, they brought Hazel. Now, Hazel, you stinking little kid. Hazel walks up to me and says, I'm El Stinko. Well, let me tell you something. Let me tell all of you. No one knows the identity of El Stinko. El Stinko is smarter than Batman, stronger than Superman, and smells more like a fish than Aquaman. So you little stinker, you came up and asked me if I was El Stinko. Well, anyway, and by the way, Fiona, I know you laughed and Milo and Jude and Austin and Gus, all of you, well, Gus didn't laugh. Gus just stared the whole time wondering, why is this guy so noisy all the time? But I saw all of you smiling and laughing. So don't think I forgot that. Wait till I see you again. (laughs) And thank you so much, uh, mom, for bringing everybody out. It was so nice meeting all of you guys in person and, uh, uh, again, thank you for being Patreon Club members. I appreciate that. Then also, Mathis, Bowen, and Crosby came out with their mom, and I got a chance to meet them as well. And it was great meeting you guys, and I hope you enjoyed the museum. I hope you enjoyed getting up close and seeing some of those things, uh, some of the pieces I have, because I've got some really cool exhibit pieces in there. Boy, I'm almost out of room in the museum. I hardly can fit anything else. And I still have a couple of other things, a couple of other pieces to add to it, so... I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'll figure it out. Then also, I want to give a special shout out to Oscar Notorious. Oscar goes by Oscar Notorious. Um, his birthday, uh, he, they hired me for a private lesson and Oscar Notorious and all of his friends got to come on. And when I saw the camera come on, I see Oscar dressed up as a Dilophosaurus, which was the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And then I found out his dad actually wears that costume and runs around the house roaring. Uh, at least that's what Oscar Notorious told me. I didn't make that up myself, mind you. I just am telling you what I heard. So, Dad, don't stretch out the Dilophosaurus. <laughs> it was great seeing you and your family and all your friends, and thank you for having me do a private lesson for you. And then I did one for Heatho Raptor and all of his buddies for his birthday as well. Now, Heathoraptor, um, I think, Heathoraptor, you guys live in Colorado. I can never remember. I can never remember. But anyway, uh, Heathoraptor came down to Trader's Village when they were traveling through Texas uh, this past summer, and I got a chance to meet them in person, which was great. So thank you both very much for having me do a private lesson for your birthday. Speaking of birthday, I've got to recognize my T-Rex members of the Patreon Club Let's go. Mosalukasaurus is turning eight on the 23rd of this month. Micro Madeline. I never can tell what name you're going to use, but Micro Madeline is turning seven on the 30th. Victor Velociraptor is turning eight on the 27th. Uh, Max is turning eight on October 7th and his dad is turning 52 on October 1st. Now I missed that date for both of you two. Uh, no, no, I didn't miss, uh, no, I didn't miss, uh, Max yet. Today's only the third. I keep forgetting what day of the week it is, uh, month it is. So happy birthday. Now, dad, I missed yours by a couple of days. So, uh, 
I'll sing happy birthday to all of you guys in just a few minutes. Paul Taylor's turning four on October 5th. That's only in a couple of days. Happy birthday. True Maddie, or whatever she goes by these days, <laughs> will be turning 10 on October 25th. Very exciting. Brustonia uh, just changed his Patreon membership from a Raptor member to a T-Rex, which is so cool. And his birthday was in September. But I didn't get a chance to say that yet because he wasn't a T-Rex member then. But happy birthday to you, Brustonia. Happy birthday to you. I know it's late, but happy birthday. You turned seven years old, and I just wanted to give you a shout-out and say thank you for bumping up from a Raptor Club member to a T-Rex Club member of our Patreon Club. Uh, Giganotis, Giganoto Otis, it's Otis, is turning nine on October 1st. So that means you already turned nine. Happy birthday to you, Otis. Very happy that you're a member. Logan Raptor turns nine on October 31st, which is Halloween. Hey, how crazy is that, Logan Raptor? Halloween. Your new name is Ghost Man. Happy birthday to you, buddy. Dino Malcolm turns nine on October 23rd. Archer is turning five on the 18th. Marilyn Soros Rex. What a great name. Marilyn Soros Rex turned turning six on October 16th. Taryn will be seven on October the 8th. That's coming up quick. And Heatho Raptor, your birthday was the second. And again, thank you. For letting he turn seven. Thank you for letting me be part of your birthday celebration. Uh, Finno Raptor is turning eight on October 22nd. Mark will be eight years old, old on October the 10th. Odin turns six on October 20th. Grace T Rex, my little Grace, turns six on October 17th. Very glad to hear that you were waiting for your birthday shout out. Happy birthday to you, kid. Wynn is 8 on October 9th, and Tyrannosaurus Rex will turn 7 on the 11th. So that is birthday shoutouts to all of my Patreon Tyrannosaurus Club members. So for all of you, I am now going to sing happy birthday, but we need to talk about something before we do that. For those of you that are new to the podcast, this has been an issue that's been happening for a long time. There is a little raptor named Cha-Cha-Cha. This little raptor ruins every birthday song. I don't know how it gets in here. I, I'm in a studio. I check on it. The last time it was hanging from its fingernails and toenails on the ceiling. And as soon as I started singing happy birthday, it dropped down on top of me. It not only ruins the song, but it attacks me. So I'm going to sing happy birthday to all of those Patreon club members, including, including, where did it go? Where did it go? Uh, dad, Max, Max's dad, including Max's dad. I'm going to sing happy birthday to all of you. But before we do, I want to make absolutely sure there is no Raptor in this room. And I'm telling you right now, we are crawling around. We're looking under the desk. We're looking behind my computer. All right. All right. Sounds like we're going to be absolutely fine. So to sing happy birthday, I'm going to pick a dinosaur. Let's pick a baby protoceratops to come over to the microphone and sing happy birthday. So here we go. Ready? Here we go. Happy birthday to you. What was that? I'm sorry. Let's keep going. Ready? I'm ready. Happy birthday to you. 
There's somebody at the door. Hang on. I'm going to go check the door. Hang on. Ah, no, it's him. Cha-cha-cha. Ah, oh, get him off of me. Oh, go. Get him out of here. That was insane. I didn't even know a raptor could knock. Why did we open the door? I don't even know what to say anymore. Let's finish the song. I'm gonna eat you for breakfast and spit out your shoes. There. I'm never doing that again. And don't ever open the door. How did it even get how did it even get out there? Why did it knock? I don't even know what to say anymore. Anyway. <laughs> Happy birthday to all of you. And uh let's talk about our feature creature, which today is an exciting one. It's time for our feature creature segment. If you would like to suggest a creature, go to the Dinosaur George Kids podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com or post your suggestion on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group page. Now, here is your feature creature. All right. Today's feature creature is Despletosaurus, a very, very interesting carnivore. Despletosaurus, in English, its name means frightful lizard. And let me cover something again. I, I, I just want to make sure you all understand this. Dinosaurs are not lizards. But when scientists first discovered them, they thought they were. And back when scientists first discovered dinosaurs, the most common language that scientists spoke was Latin. And the word saur means lizard in Latin. So they ended the name of the of each each animal they found with the word saurus, which means lizard. But later, of course, paleontologists discovered they're not giant lizards, but they continue to use that word. And some dinosaurs got their name over 100 years ago. So when I say its name is Frightful Lizard, and you might say, but I thought dinosaurs weren't lizards. They're not. They're not lizards. They don't drag their tails. They don't crawl around slowly. Their legs don't stick out to their side. Their, their bellies don't rub the ground when they walk. They are reptilian, but they are not lizards. But its name means frightful lizard, and there's a reason for it because of how big it is. This thing was 26 to 30 feet long. That's 8 to 9 meters long. It weighed anywhere from 2 to 3 tons. That's a tremendously heavy animal. Now, they've been found in Canada and Montana. They lived during the late Cretaceous between 79.5 to about 74 million years ago. Its diet was meat. It is a carnivore. Let me explain something about Despletosaurus. It fits in the Tyrannosaurus family, but it lived millions of years before Tyrannosaurus. They didn't live together. So, how do scientists put these animals into groups? Well, here's, in order to understand science, they have to group things that are similar together. And scientists start with a really big group. And from there, they make smaller and smaller groups, depending on 
how similar the animal is. So let me give you an example with this Plesiosaurus. First, the big group, dinosaurs. It, they all, every dinosaur belongs to the dinosaur group. Then from there, they can divide them up into things like the, the shape of their hips. Like some are called Sauriscians, some are called Ornithischians. So we divide them by the shape of their hip, their hip bones. Then they can divide them into plant eater or meat eater or omnivore. Then they can divide them even further by how similar. So let's take a look at, for instance, Allosaurus. Allosaurus fits into the dinosaur group, the meat eater group, and then it fits into its own group. Because it's got three fingers, which makes it a little different. There's other pe- there's other things that make it different. So Despletosaurus fits into the dinosaur group. Then it fits into the meat eater group. And then it fits into the tyrannosaur group. The tyrannosaur group has a bunch of other kinds of dinosaurs in it. They all have similar features. How come Despletosaurus doesn't fit in with the Allosaurus group? Because it's not built the same. There's a lot of differences. The main one... Allosauruses have a little bit longer arms and three claws. Tyrannosaurus have shorter arms and two claws. Most of them anyway, not all of them, but most of them. So Despletosaurus fits in the Tyrannosaur group. Now, there's two kinds of Despletosaurus. You see, all animals have a first and last name. Like you and I, we have a first and last name. My name is George. There's a lot of other people named George. But most of them don't have my same last name because we're not the same. So there are two kinds of Despletosaurus. One is called Despletosaurus taurosus. That is the one that was found in Alberta. And the other is called Despletosaurus horneri, which was found in Montana. Or horneri was found in Montana. And there might even be a third one that they're, they're looking at. So. You can get two animals that are the same family, but there's enough differences to give them a different last name. That's like Stegosaurus. Do you know there's more than one dinosaur named Stegosaurus? Now they all fit into the Stegosaurus family and they all look sort of similar, but Stegosaurus stenops is different from Stegosaurus undulatus. They're different. Same with Triceratops. There's a couple of different species of Triceratops. So there can be more than one dinosaur with the same first name. They're very, very closely related to each other if they have the same first name, but then their last name makes them a little different. So there's actually two species of Despletosaurus. Now, again, this thing is a member of the Tyrannosaur family. It's related to Tyrannosaurus rex, but it's not the same thing. In fact, its arms were a little bit longer than most of the other Tyrannosaurs. So in the case of Despletosaurus, it's built a little bit different. Now, it was the top predator, and you always hear people saying apex. What is apex predator? Well, apex is another word for top. For instance, a great white shark is an apex predator because it's sort of at the top of the food chain. It doesn't have to be the absolute top, but it's at the top. A tiger is an apex predator. A lion is an apex predator. My grandfather is an apex. What? Forget the grandfather part. So Despletosaurus is indeed an apex predator, and it probably hunted ceratopsians and hadrosaurs. 
But because this animal is such a big, heavy animal, it's not going to be fast. It's not going to be fast. So, hadrosaurs, those are the duck-billed dinosaurs, they were probably faster than Displetosaurus. In fact, I'm almost certain they were. I guarantee you they are. They're faster. So, it's got to hunt something that's not as fast, and that's probably Ceratopsians. Yes, they're fast, but they're not made for long-distance running, I don't think. And so, I think Despletosaurus probably focused on Ceratopsians. It's sort of a brute. This guy is sort of made for fighting. This animal's made for fighting, but it's not fast. So, that means it may have been an ambush hunter, and that means it would hide and hope that something would walk close by so it could rush out and grab it. And if it's an ambush predator, I'm going to ask you a question. If it's an ambush predator, do you think it was colored bright pink or do you think it was camouflaged? I think it was camouflaged too. I think it was camouflaged. It may have had stripes or spots or lines that crisscrossed its body and that makes it hard for another animal to see you. That's why... When you see pictures of military people with all the makeup on their face, the camo, it's so that you can't really figure out what they are when you look at them. My guess is this animal is an ambush printer. Maybe it was a pack hunter. Listen, maybe it hunted in groups, which is another very effective way to catch your food. If you hunt in groups, it's a very, very good way to catch your food. Now, they had six dozen teeth. A dozen is 12. What's six times 12? Figure it out. It's a lot of teeth. They had six dozen teeth. Now, their teeth were not thin and skinny like some of the other tyrannosaurs that were around the same time, which is Gorgosaurus and, and Albertosaurus. Their teeth weren't as, as rounded. And again, that's probably because Despletosaurus is cracking through bone, crunching through the frill of a Ceratopsian. It needs to deliver a very powerful bite. If you like a lion has a very strong bite because it is got to inflict a lot of injury when it attacks. Even if the animal gets away, if you inflict a large injury, the animal can't get very far. If you're a little bit slower, you have to have a bite that can crack through anything. You can't be you can't be real gentle about where you bite. You just grab the first thing you can and you crunch as hard as you can. That's going to be displayed a source. And that's why it needs those kind of teeth. You know, when you, when you think of an apex predator, you think nothing, nothing would attack it. That's not correct. Baby, babies of apex predators are everything wants to kill them because they don't want it to grow up to be an adult. If, uh, if a buffalo in Africa sees a baby lion, unfortunately, it doesn't want that baby to grow up to be an adult. So it's going to attack it. So first of all, their babies were in danger. But not only that, you're also in danger from members of your own family because Despletosaurus is probably an animal that had territory, meaning it doesn't want you in its place. That's its hunting ground. If you're a stranger or maybe if you're even a brother or a sister or mom or dad, you don't want them around. There is evidence of something called snout biting. Now, the snout is another word for the elongated part of its nose up at the front. Some people call it a snout. There's a lot of evidence that tyrannosaurs would grab each other by the snout. 
It doesn't look like they were trying to kill the other one. It looks like they were trying to grab them to see who's the strongest. Have you guys ever played that game called Thumb Wars? Where you use your thumb to try to hold the other person's thumb down? Well, that's kind of sort of what snout biting is. Only instead of using their thumb, they're using their mouth. Now, I wouldn't want to snout bite one of my friends to see who can be the winner. That's not a good idea. But with Tyrannosaurs, and Despletosaurus is a member of the Tyrannosaur family, that seems to be something that happens. So you have to be cautious about somebody bigger than you chasing you away or taking your territory or maybe even trying to kill you. So being an apex predator doesn't mean nothing can hurt you. It just means you're at the top of the food chain. Now, it, it looks like Despletosaurus may have lived with Gorgosaurus, which is another member of the Tyrannosaur family. And if you have two giant predators, because Gorgosaurus is, is pretty close in length to Despletosaurus, but it's just not as heavy. Despletosaurus is sort of a brute. Gorgosaurus is a little speedier. So if you have two giant animals sharing the same environment, they probably divide the food source. That's common in modern animals today. That's why a giraffe eats at the very top of a tree. The elephants eat towards more the center. And then the small antelope eat at the bottom. Because they can all be in the same place at the same time. And they're not all fighting over the same food source. So Gorgosaurus is probably better for attacking the Hadrosaurs. And Despletosaurus is probably better suited for the Ceratopsians. Now, it could be that they divide the the food source that way, or it could also be that they didn't live in the same habitat. Despletosaurus may have spent its time in the lowland areas where it more frequently floods, and therefore there's more animals coming down there to drink. A Gorgosaurus might have hunted more in the upland areas, maybe where the Hadrosaurus spent more time because there's more plants up there. And so it could be that these two giants never came in contact, but if they did, there would have been a battle, or at least I think there would have been one trying to scare the other. Whatever the case is, uh, Despletosaurus is an amazing, an amazing dinosaur and is really incredible. Okay, I want to take a minute so I can catch my breath and I'll play you some information about the Patreon Club just to explain what Patreon is. I don't, I try not to speak about it every single show, but it's been a while. So let me explain. On the web, on my website, dinosaurgeorge.com, there is a, um, as you go down on the page, you'll see a join the join the club link. You can click on it. And there are three levels of Patreon membership. This is something you pay for. The first level is called the Triceratops Club, and it costs $1 a month. Every month, it's $1. And you can sign up, and you can cancel, and then you can sign up uh, another month later, if you want, or two or three months later. So if you become a Triceratops member, what you get for a dollar a month is once a month you get to be part of our live lesson. We do a Zoom lesson where all Patreon Club members join. And so you get to sit in on a live lesson. So that's what you do. Now, normally, just so that you know, the cost for a live lesson is $200. But if you're a Patreon Club member and you you spend a dollar, you get one lesson a month. If you hired me to do a private lesson, it would be $200. So it's a, it's a very, very good deal. And so that's the Triceratops Club. Then there's the Raptor Club. 
Now, with the Raptor Club, you get two lessons per month, and you get a free replica Raptor Claw that we send to you. And the Raptor Club membership is $5 a month. You also get information about new discoveries and, and some interaction. Then the third level is called the Tyrannosaurus Club. That's the top level. Now, that one is $10 a month, and that's a lot of money. So for you kids, if you've asked your parents and they say you can't, that's a lot of money. You have to understand that. So in the Tyrannosaurus Club, you get two lessons a month. You get a replica raptor claw and a replica T-Rex tooth when you join the Tyrannosaur Club. And by the way, those each one of those replicas is worth $7. So you get $14 worth of free stuff the first month you sign up. You also get to ask the who would wins. Um, only T-Rex members can ask a who would win. And then um, you also get a birthday shout out. And then you also get information that nobody else gets. Like, for instance, when I was receiving all those new skulls that went into my museum, the Tyrannosaurus Rex members got to see pictures before anybody else even knew they were there. They got to see pictures of us unloading them. They got to see pictures of it set up and they got to see before anybody else knew. So those are the benefits. So if you would like to become a Patreon club member, it helps me, obviously. And I hope you consider it. Now, the other thing that you can do that doesn't cost any money at all is you can join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. If your parents want, if they participate in Facebook, some families don't. But there is a page called the Dinosaur George Kids. It's a group. It's not the Dinosaur George page. I have a page called Dinosaur George. That one, we mostly just share information about stuff. You want to join the Dinosaur George Kids page because that one is where you get to post videos. You get to post pictures that you've drawn. You can show pictures of where you've traveled. Uh, it's Parents, it's a very safe place. We control all the content. We make sure that there is nothing um, that uh, is concerning to a family. So um, that doesn't cost anything at all. And then finally, you can go to my website and there's a contact us button and you could send questions through that. But I will say that it is difficult to answer those because the priority of the questions go to Patreon club members. They're the priority because they pay a fee. So if there's ever a time that you send a question through the Dinosaur George website and I don't answer it, don't get your feelings hurt. It's just I get so many of them. So that's I just wanted to talk about that because it's just an important part of what we do. All right. Speaking of asking questions, how about I answer a couple of questions? <laughs> Do you have any questions about dinosaurs? Just ask Dinosaur George. You can post your questions on the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook page or click on the Dinosaur George podcast page at dinosaurgeorge.com. Questions are chosen at random and you can submit as many as you want. And now, here's Dinosaur George. Okay, in today's podcast, all questions were submitted by Patreon Club members from Triceratops to Raptor to T-Rex. You can ask, ask questions are available to all club level members. So this one comes from Otto Raptor, who says, why is Mega Raptor not part of the Raptor family? Great question. 
Now, remember, we talked a little bit about how animals are put into family groups based on similarities. That means things that are like the other ones. Well, when Megaraptor was first discovered, they found this big claw and they thought that might belong to a member of the raptor family. And so they named it Mega because Mega means giant or big. They named it Megaraptor, but they realized it was not the claw from the foot. It was a thumb claw. And as they look closer at the animal, they realized, hey, this animal is related to Baryonyx and Spinosaurus and Suchomimus. It's not a member of, it's not a Velociraptor or a Deinonychus or a Utah Raptor. But they decided to keep the name because the word raptor can also mean bird of prey, like predator. So calling something a raptor doesn't mean it has to fit into what we think of as the raptor family. So it's mega raptor. The name has raptor in it, but it's not part of that family. So that's why, Autoraptor, all of the other details shows that this animal is more closely related to spinosaurids. Okay, Titan Elijah wants to know how they can tell some dinosaurs were warm-blooded. Ah, very good question. There's a lot of evidence that scientists don't have. We don't have all the evidence, but what they do have is they can look at things and compare the bones to animals that are alive today. There's a couple of ways to tell that dinosaurs are not slow moving, cold blooded reptiles. First of all, footprints, right? Footprints. Okay. Speaking of footprints, I got to go back and say one other thing about being a Patreon club member, because I always forget this. I'm sorry. When you join the Patreon club, you get links to all of the past lessons. You can watch every single lesson. There's a link to all of them. So if you join tomorrow, that doesn't mean you can't see what everybody was seeing two, three, four, five, six, eight, 12, 14 months ago. You get to go back and watch every single, depending on your classification. If you're a Triceratops member, you'll see all of the Triceratops shows you can watch. If you're a T-Rex or Raptor member, you can see all the ones that you could have seen had you always been a, a, a thing. And the reason why I remember that is because we just did a lesson on footprints not too long ago. So looking at footprints, you can estimate the speed of a dinosaur. And you, they could tell, look, these are not slow moving animals. These animals are moving fast based on some footprints. But you can also look at things like the bones. You can tell by looking at bones whether or not it's a cold-blooded animal or whether or not it seems to be more warm-blooded. We can't say for certain that they're warm-blooded, but they're more like warm-blooded than before. And there's one other way to tell, Titan Elijah, and that is you can also look at fossilized plants to understand what the environment was like. There were dinosaurs living in Alaska and Antarctica, and during the winter, it got very cold. Same with Australia. It got very cold, and yet dinosaurs were living there. Reptiles cannot live in places where it freezes all the time. They just don't do very well. So the fact that they find dinosaurs living in places where it was very cold is another way to add credibility to the idea that they are warm-blooded. Okay, let me see if I can pronounce his name. And Kylo Colmosaurus, what a great name. And Kylo Colmosaurus wants to know how many toes did Kellenkin have? Kellenkin is the terror bird. I believe it had three. I'm almost certain it had three. It might have had four, maybe a little tiny one on the back, but I've never, I've never really looked at the foot, but I've looked at some terror birds, and I think they definitely have three. 
maybe they have four if you include the little one on the back of the on the back of the heel. Good question. Okay, True Maddie, why did mammals that lived in North America go extinct when there are modern similar animals still alive in other places around the world? For instance, the American lion and the African lion. Brilliant. True Maddie, you're so smart. Okay, it's a great question. We had American lions living in North America, big giant lions. They were also living in Asia, Europe, and Africa. Why then did the ones that lived in Asia and Africa still survive today? Yes, there are lions in Asia. Why, why did they survive when the other ones didn't? It has to do with the environment. It has to do with environment. Here's the deal. Animals want to spread out and continue to go find new areas. That's normal for almost all animals. Some animals can't because they can't deal with the environments, but other animals want to keep moving because they want to find new hunting grounds and new territory for themselves. They can't all live in the same place. After a while, there's too many of them. So they're constantly moving. So those that migrated into Europe and Asia, into Africa, by luck, it turned out that the environments in those areas turned out to still be one that they could continue to live in. Where here in North America, the environmental change meant they couldn't. That's why there were elephants in North and South America. They were North, South America, all over the world. But now they only live in Asia and Africa because the environments there were right for the elephants to continue on. Not mammoths, but their cousins, the elephants. So it all has to do with, it all has to do with uh, the environment. Okay. This one is from Emersonosaurus Rex says, hey, Stinko, I would like to know if my, what did you just call me? What did you, did you just call me El Stinko? No one knows the identity of El Stinko. No one. <laughs> Emersonosaurus Rex would like to know if Micropachycephalosaurus was a pachycephalosaurid. Ah, once again, we're talking about family groups, right? Pachycephalosaurids include animals like Stigmolech, Draco Rex, Pachycephalosaurus, Homolocephaly, Stegosaurus, not Stegosaurus, Stegosaurus. They all fit into the Pachycephalosaurid family. So yes, Micropachycephalosaurid, as as far as I know, I don't know why it wouldn't. Yeah, it does. Right? I'm almost sure it does, Emerson Asaurus Rex. Good question. Horrible way to start your question, by the way. But that's a good question. All right. Joey Seralophus, are all swimming reptiles carnivores? Great question. That's an excellent question. They're not. They're not, Joey Seralophus. There were a number of plant eaters, and one of them, I think, is globidens. No, I think globidens ate clams. Let me rethink this a minute. There were certainly... Wow. Now you have me stumped. I have no doubt. I have no doubt that now, if you're talking about prehistoric, if you're talking about modern, the marine iguanas are an example of an herbivore. That's a swimming reptile. But I think you were talking about, I know you're talking about prehistoric. So I can't think of any off the top of my head, but I know there were, I know there are, I know there are, I just can't think of their names, but I know that there were herbivorous reptiles i know there were i just can't remember the names of one i am so sorry joey serolifus that's a great question okay 
Maxosaurus is curious why some dinosaurs' names do not end in Saurus, such as Edmontonia or Draco Rex. Great question. I gave you an explanation of why some of them did, but I didn't explain why some of them didn't. So your question is perfect. The reason why some don't is because we're not obligated. Scientists are not obligated to use the word source. They don't have to. They can name it whatever they want. Most scientists just continue to use Saurus out of sort of history and, and sort of tradition. But Utah Raptor, that doesn't end with a Saurus. Edmontonia, your descriptions are perfect. They don't have to. The name, usually there's sort of three rules with the name. It can either have something to do with where it was found. Edmontonia was named after Edmonton, Canada. It can have something to do with the way it looks. Draco Rex means Dragon King in English because it looks like a dragon. It can have something to do with honoring somebody. There's a little dinosaur named Drinker, named after paleontologist Edward Drinker Cope. So the names don't have to end with source, and that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked it because I only explained why they did. Okay, Titana Stephen Boa, who one day came to my store with his parents, by the way, asked how many different duck-billed dinosaurs have been discovered and which duck-billed dinosaur is my favorite. What a nice question. I would say probably my favorite duckbill is going to be Parasaurolophus. It's just hard to beat that super cool looking animal. But how many different kinds? I do not know the answer to that off the top of my head. Titana Stephen Boa. I, I don't remember, but there's a bunch, right? Uh, Edmontosaurus, Cry, uh, Critosaurus, uh, Lambiosaurus. Uh, oh my gosh. Uh, who else? I said Edmontosaurus, Parasaurolophus, Prosaurolophus. Um, oh my gosh, my mind just went blank. Hypacrosaurus. There's a bunch of them. I just don't remember all of them, but I can just tell you, buddy, there are a lot. All right. Sammy Rex wonders, why do you think Spinosaurus had a spine? Also, why are all dinosaurs names in Greek or Latin? What a great question. And then finally, did dinosaurs live before Adam and Eve? Okay. Sammy Rex, your first question. Uh, I think Spinosaurus had that sail on its back as a way to warm its body. For any of you, I would advise you to look through all of my podcasts and go find the one on Spinosaurus and listen to that. But I think that's why they had it, Sammy Rex. Next, I had mentioned, as a matter of fact, I answered earlier why names are in Greek or Latin. It's because that used to be the most common language. As for your question about did dinosaurs live before Adam and Eve, this is a question, Sammy Rex, that I don't answer. And let me explain why I don't. There are a lot of different opinions when it comes to religion. And I am very, very respectful of that. And it's very hard for parents who have, a, have an opinion about something about religion where other people are teaching their children something else. And it makes it very confusing for parents. And so I don't give the answers to questions like these because these are what I consider to be family questions. These are questions that you ask your family. Now, if a parent ever wants to ask me about questions like these, I will I will speak to parents about it, but I just won't speak to young people because sometimes when you listen to me on podcasts, there's a lot of kids that listen to me and a lot of young people will hear me say something and that's what they think and nobody can argue with them about it. And I try my best to explain that everything I say is not always right and it's not always wrong. It could be different than what you think. Remember how many times I tell you there's not a right or wrong way to pronounce a dinosaur name? 
And remember how so many of you say giganotosaurus and I say giganotosaurus and there's nothing wrong with that. Well, sometimes young people hear me and whatever I say goes. And then even if the parents might disagree, the, the, the child will kind of argue. So in the case of that question, I think that's a very good question. And I'm going to leave that question up to a parent or guardian. Okay. All right. Uh, I do not have time tonight because this one went a little long to go over to the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group. Uh, I will go down and I'll highlight because so many of you sent me great videos, posted amazing pictures. Don't think that I'm ignoring you. I just don't have time to get to them. But I will try to record another podcast in a couple of days and I will uh, I will highlight all of those great things that you guys posted and said and sent me. And I appreciate it. So what I'm going to do now is we're going to do. Well, let me let me do this. Let me just play a short commercial. This will be about um, virtual lessons. And what this is for is if you are a homeschool family group, uh, like a like a co-op, or if you're in an elementary school um, and you would like to have me do a lesson for your class or your grade or your group, this is for you. Now you can bring Dinosaur George into your classroom, home, or facility anywhere in the world with our virtual lessons. We offer over 15 different topics, including dinosaurs, prehistoric mammals, rocks and minerals, and more. Any age, any location, and any time zone. Visit us at DinosaurGeorge.com. And now guess what time it is? Who would win? What if two different prehistoric creatures fought? Who would win? T-Rex versus a giant wolf? Raptor versus Terror Bird? Spinosaurus versus Triceratops? You choose the animals, and Dinosaur George will size them up and pick a winner. Now, get ready. It's time to find out who would win. All right, these are from the T-Rex members of the Patreon Club. Let's go. Dilafo Gene Soros would like to know who would win, Sukamimus versus Irritator. Good battle, very evenly matched. You have two members of the same group. These are Spinosaurids and Sukamimus and Irritator. We know more about Sukamimus, I think, than we do Irritator. So I'm going to have to give this one to Sukamimus only because there's more evidence that tells us exactly or at least a better idea of how big this one is. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Sukamimus is the bigger of the two. So even though it's a very closely evenly matched, in my opinion, Sukamimus wins. Arthursaurus Rex says, Mitrocanthosaurus versus Allosaurus. What an interesting choice. Mitriocanthosaurus, I need to do a podcast on that dinosaur. He's a carnivore. Now, Allosaurus, I think, has everything over him. I'm almost sure. Size, height, and jaw strength, I believe. If memory serves me about Mitriocanthosaurus, it's a pretty big dinosaur, but it's not as big as Allosaurus, I don't think. So I'm, and I'm not biased. Yes, Allosaurus is my favorite dinosaur. But I believe Allosaurus is going to win that fight. Love it. All right. Quentin wants to know who would win. Maposaurus versus Therizinosaurus. You have a brute, you have a slasher. This is going to be bloody. 
This is going to be a tough battle. Maposaurus has height, length, weight, bite force. Therizinosaurus has the claws. The claws. And the thing about those claws is that you can't get in very close without running right into them. Those claws are made for keeping you at bay, keeping your distance. If Maposaurus can figure out a way to get to them, one bite could end this battle. But I believe Therizinosaurus is going to be simply too much to handle. I think Maposaurus is going to have a hard time because the thing about claws on your hand is you can aim them better. And what I mean by that is if you have something running in and you lift up your claws, you can aim for the face. You can aim for the eyes. You can't necessarily do that that easily if your claws are on your foot. Yeah, you can hit the target, but you're not going to be that good. But when you got them on your hands, they are spears on your hands. You don't throw them, you stab them, and you know how to use them. I'm going to give this battle to Therizinosaurus. All right. My little buddy Itamar says who would win? Ankylosaurus versus Apatosaurus. And Triceratops versus Argentinosaurus versus T-Rex. Or I don't know if you want a melee of all of them together, but I will say this. Argentinosaurus is simply too big for anybody to be messing with. Argentinosaurus can step on you. It could kick with its foot. It could crush with its tail. It might even could swing its neck and hit you like that. Of all the dinosaurs you named, Argentinosaurus is coming out on top. Now, Ankylosaurus is more than Triceratops can deal with and more than T-Rex can deal with. So Ankylosaurus might be second place and Apatosaurus might be third. Maybe Apatosaurus is second and Ankylosaurus is third. But in my opinion, Argentinosaurus is simply too much. All right, Richard Soros Rex would like to know Baryonyx versus an Iguanodon. Good one. I got news for you, Richard Soros Rex. When they found the skeleton of Baryonyx, there was an Iguanodon baby inside of its stomach. Baryonyx had eaten an Iguanodon. So we know how that fight ended. Now, it could be possible that it simply found the dead Iguanodon and ate it, may not have gone out and hunted it, could have scavenged it. But an adult Iguanodon would be able to stand up a little bit with those thumb spikes. And again, I just mentioned about control with your weapon when they're on your hand. You got a better chance of stabbing in the neck, stabbing in the eye, stabbing in the face. And that's something Baryonyx has got to be careful about. Baryonyx's long skinny snout is not necessarily made for a battle. It's probably better suited for possibly eating fish. So in this particular case, I'm actually going to give this battle to Iguanodon. Boy, tonight is the, all the winners seem to be herbivores, huh? Okay. Uh... Uh, Titan, uh, Titan Elijah wants to know who would win Brachiosaurus versus Giganotosaurus. This is a good one. But again, when you're dealing with such size, when you're dealing with such a big animal, it is so hard to win a battle against an adult. Now, if it's a young one, Giganotosaurus is probably made for hunting juvenile sauropods, but they just are not capable of hunting the big ones. Okay. Let's go real quick to an interview. One of the other benefits of being a T-Rex member is your name gets put on a wheel and we spin it during the meeting. And if it lands on your name, you get to be interviewed. And here is our winner. How would you like to be interviewed on a future podcast episode? Well, now you can. 
Become a Tyrannosaurus member of our Patreon club, and you might be chosen for an interview with Dinosaur George. Visit DinosaurGeorge.com to join the club. And now, let's meet a Tyrannosaurus Club member. All right. The interview this time is with my little buddy, Asher, who goes by Asher Raptorosaurus Rex, which is the longest dinosaur name in the world. How are you doing, Asher? Good. How did you come up with a name like Asher Raptorosaurus Rex? Um, I just listened to the other Patreon names and that made me combine all the names. Oh, that is excellent. I like that name. That's a great name. So how old are you? Let me guess, Asher. You're 45. No, I'm 77. You're 77 years old. Well, that is a... Ama- Wait, you're 77 years old? Okay, are you tricking me, kid? <laughs> how old are you? Are you six or are you seven? I'm actually seven. Seven. Nice. Very nice. Good. And now you're wearing a super cool dinosaur shirt. Of course, the listeners don't know that, but your shirt says the dino boss. Are you the boss around your house? Um, the boss of dinos. Oh, that's a good thing to be. So you're the boss of the dinosaurs in your house. That's excellent. So you're seven. Are you in school, Asher? Yep, first grade. First grade. Do you like school? Yeah. Good. Now, do they teach you, do you like get to do drawing and stuff? Do you get to draw in class? Do you like doing that? Um, I do draw some drawing. Oh, nice. I like the art class. Oh, do you? Yeah, art is very cool. I like art very much. What kind of things do you like to draw? Um, I like to draw, I don't know, I like to draw some mostly dinosaurs. Nice. Now, when you and I first talked, you had a really cool book. You were holding a really cool book, and you're holding another book right now. What is that book that you're holding? It's a dino in the field guide. It's got lots of kinds of dinosaurs. Oh, nice. Draco Rex. Oh, wow. Look at that. Uh, Draco Rex is cool. That's a good dinosaur. I I put it stickers on the back. Oh, nice. So what is your what is your favorite dinosaur, Asher? Who do you like the best? Do you have a favorite? Um, it switches every day. Today well, I made very special for you, Allosaurus. Excellent, Attaboy. That's my favorite. Thank you for switching your favorite for today. Do you remember what it was yesterday? Who did you like yesterday? Can you remember? Um, let's see. That's a hard one. To- it was Allosaurus. Oh, nice. Woo. That's a big dinosaur. That's a big dinosaur. Yeah, Ultrasaurus is huge. So do you like the long-necked dinosaurs? Do you like all of them or just some of them? Well, all of them. I really like all the dinosaurs and all the prehistoric and, and it, it, uh, without including cavemans. Right. So you like like some of the mammals, like the saber-toothed cats? Yes. Oh, that's the best saber tooth I've ever heard. What about the giant elephants? Do you remember what the giant elephants are called? There was some. There was mastodons and woolly mammoths. Excellent. You are so smart. I think maybe you are seventy-seven years old. Yes. So, are you married? Where's your wife? I 
Oh, good. Okay, great. So you're, oh, look, you're in big trouble, kid. You you better hope she's not out there shopping. You are good. It's going to cost you a fortune. Ooh, la, la. So do you have a job so you can support your wife? Where do you work? Um, in an office. Good. That's a good job. <laughs> so you're, you're 77. You've got a wife and you work in an office. Uh, I don't know about that story, kid. Something about that seems a little crazy to me. <laughs> So the other book, now you showed me the Dino Dana book, but you had another book that had really cool pictures. Like it looked like they were moving. What was that? That it was, it's, it's just a dinosaur book. I got, I got, uh, I got, I also got, a, I also got an ocean one and a. Survive one. Oh, Sorry, nice. Nice. So in that book, when you when you move the page, it it looks some of the dinosaurs look like they're moving, right? Uh, all of them not doing the paper one. All oh. of them actually move because they they have screens on them. I think. Oh, that's really cool. That's okay. cool. Very nice. Very nice. I also I also like animals a lot. Look. I got toy horse. Oh, nice. So you like modern animals, too. Now, have you ever gone to the zoo before? Yes. What kind of animals do you like to look at when you're at the zoo? I really mostly like all of them. Nice. So when you look at an elephant, do you ever pretend, do you ever use your imagination to think that it's a mammoth? Um, not really at the zoo, but I, not really when I see it, anyway. But but I do like to imagine an elephant can turn back in time, turn back into a mammoth. Oh, boy, that would be cool. Would- and and look, I also look. I got a zebra shark here. Oh, nice! A baby zebra shark, or also a baby leopard shark. Well, leopard sharks have the spots, right? Zebra sharks. Those have- are those are big. No, the baby. The, the baby ones have stripes, but the grown-up one has spots. Ah. The baby ones want to look like the sea snakes. Oh, I got that. That's Where very cool. Look at that. It's good. It looks kind of like a whale. I like sharks. Do you like Megalodon? Yes. Whoa. When I was he little or big? Big. Yeah, big it is right. The, it ate small whales. Yes, it did. Yes, it did. It ate whales. It ate fish. It ate sea turtles. It liked hot dogs. Its favorite food was corn on the cob. It ate (laughs) uh, candy bars and it ate waffles. That's. Wait a second. Wait, what? (laughs) So I think you're right, but you're correct. They did eat whales. You know, sometimes we find whale bones, fossilized whale bones, with big marks in them where it looks like a megalodon bit them. So there's evidence that tells us that megalodon eat whales. I also, I also like Pokemon. This, Pokemon. This, this, look at this guy. Now, what, what is the name of that one? He can one? also move his feet. What is away. the name of that one? I don't know, really. I didn't really look it up. 
I don't know very much about Pokemon. I do you uh, know Pikachu? Now Pikachu, I do know. I've seen Pikachu so many times. Okay, do you know what powers is? Uh, yeah, Pikachu's <laughs> powers are he gets on a bicycle and rides away when danger approaches. <laughs> what? <laughs> And his newest weapon is a Lepronet. Whenever we capture on other Pokemon, say capture on this guy, it takes a long time to get. <laughs> and, and, and That's cool. That's very cool. Did you know what Pikachu eats? Uh, Pikachu eats spaghetti. Yes, that's actually true. He sometimes eats human food. He also eats berries and human and Pokemon food. His favorite person food is ketchup. Oh, do you think any dinosaurs would have liked to eat ketchup? Um, they didn't make it, but they did how expect the horrible would like it. Oh, nicely done. Because, because, because it's made from tomatoes. Oh, what a smart kid. You're right. Herbivores would have liked it. Very good. Um, Not really much for the carnivores. Yeah, I think you're right. But what if they looked at it and thought it looked like blood? Ooh. Then they would taste it and notice it was plants and they will not look very carefully. <laughs> you're right. Now, if you could go back in time, if you could travel back in time, which prehistoric animal would you like to see? Would you like to see dinosaurs or would you like to see something else? Um, it really depends. Um, for dinosaurs, I would say I would like to see the baryonyx. Ooh. Because I like Zonkos. Man, I like baryonyx. I like baryonyx a lot. Have I done a podcast on baryonyx yet? Um, I think so. Yeah, I hope I have because that's a great dinosaur. You know what? I, I remember watching it. No, listening to it. Sorry. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, I will tell you this. We're getting ready to send out the schedule for your meetings the, in October, the the meetings. And I chose two scary creatures for your two meetings. One is Megalania, the giant Komodo dragon. And the other thing we're going to learn about is Gorgosaurus, who I really like. So your next meetings are going to be uh, Gorgosaurus and uh, com- and uh, Megalania, just in time for Halloween. Ooh la la! It was already my birthday last last Wednesday. Maybe it's maybe losing maybe losing a little behind or at or a little bit left behind my birthday. But I'm different because I'm in a different time. Oh, you are correct. So it was just oh, your book. Oh, can you send a, a creature to sing happy birthday to me? You want me to find a creature to sing happy birthday to okay. you? Okay. And, okay. And also get another creature to defend the song from Cha-Cha Raptor. Oh, listen, that is the rottenest raptor. That thing is the naughtiest animal I've ever seen in my life. So, so protected with another one. Animal. All right. So, which animal do you want to sing happy birthday to you? Um. Let me tell you who I've got in here. Let's see. I've got a protoceratops. I've got a Bambi oh, raptor. Okay, okay. Protoceratops. All right. Hang on. Okay. 
Kaisu to defend the Bosei song. All right, let's see. Hang on a minute. Hang on a second. Okay. All right, let's sing the happy birthday song, and hopefully, Cha 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 won't show up okay. and ruin it. I want you to look at everywhere. Honestly, All right, here we go. Here we go. Protoceratops singing happy birthday to Asher. Okay, here we go. Here he is. But remember to also get that ice with the fence. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Cha-cha-cha. No, no. Let's try that again. Happy birthday. Day to you. Cha cha cha. <laughs> I'm gonna eat you for dinner and spit out your shoes. Well, that was the best. Oh no. Oh no. It's cha cha cha, Raptor. <laughs> That thing is terrible. That little raptor is the naughtiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Excuse me. To what? Um, I think we should. Uh, from now on, you should get another dinosaur to to defend the song from Cha 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 Raptor. You know that's a good plan. Maybe I'll get a next time instead of a protoceratops maybe i'll bring in a triceratops and it can use its giant horns that would stop him <laughs> so okay i also got some dinosaur all right let me see what you got oh carnotaur i mean ceratosaurus or is that is that oh that's ceratosaurus ceratosaurus i like to call it ceratosaurus but you can call it a rascal. Yes, yeah, certain sources. This guy can open it up, Matt. Oh, nice. And it can move its neck. Nice. It really well. Look, it can move its arms, and it can widen out the arms, too. Oh. Widen back in the arms. Right. It can move its feet. Whoa, cool. Oh, that's cool. And also open it, it's, it's this out. Right, so it can stand easier. Hey, that's really a good one. I like and the look, red head. Oh, nice. Very nice. I like that one. That's a good toy. Yeah, that's a good toy. So do you have any questions you want to ask me? Is there anything you want to ask me? Or do you have a who would win you'd like to ask? Um, well, do you think that the, that's, that Ceratosaurus was, was fast? Yeah, I think Stratosaurus or Ceratosaurus. Yeah, I think it was fast because it's not a super heavy dinosaur. So it was probably able to move pretty quickly. You know, some scientists think it might have been a good swimmer. It might have been able to be a good swimmer. I heard your lesson for that. Oh, nice. Very good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think on land, I think it was quicker than most people think. And that it got to be pretty big. You know, most books make it look small, but it, it was a pretty big dinosaur. I mean, not as big as, as Allosaurus, but it was still yeah. a, a relatively big dinosaur. 
So that's an act. That's a good question. I like that question a lot. That was very good. Very, very good. I like, I like. For some reason, I, 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 you may have a cha-cha-cha apple, but I have even worse luck. I have a cha-cha-cha serotosaurus. Okay, then that's the worst kind. Because they don't even say cha-cha-cha. They just run in the room and eat everybody. It's a horrible (laughs) thing. It's a horrible thing. (laughs) Well, Asher. I uh I hope you enjoyed this interview and I really appreciate your your parents. I also, what? I also got who would win? Okay, go ahead. Who would win? Ceratosaurus versus ah, ah, <laughs> Okay, that's that tyrann- that Tyrannosaurus Rex toy is as big as you. Um, well, as big as that T-Rex is, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I believe that Tyrannosaurus Rex is going to beat everything because it's such a big animal. T-Rex has such a powerful bite mark. So you even have a, is that a Brachiosaurus and a Ceratosaurus or Ceratosaurus? Um, even those. And also, I got a juvenile T-Rex. Oh, nice. Well, this the juvenile. Actually, an adult T-Rex. Yeah. And this is a Mygosaurus, and this is my Allosaurus. Nice. I like that Allosaurus a lot. It can open its mouth. Oh, yeah. That's cool. That's very cool. Well, I think your T-Rex is going to win your Who Would Win battle because it's just too powerful. Utah Raptor. Ooh, now I like Utah Raptor a lot, but even that dinosaur would have trouble with a T Rex. A uh, Utah Raptor might be able to wear him out. Oh yeah, well, because Utah Raptor was the fierce dinosaur. Nice, very nice. Well, yeah, Utah Raptor certainly is the one of I think one of the most dangerous, but it still has to be careful around something as big as a Tyrannosaurus Rex. Because Utah Raptor is not even half the size of a T-Rex. So if they were to ever meet and fight, it still would be a tough battle. But I still think Tyrannosaurus Rex would win. Because if it ever grabs anything with those ma- with that mouth, game over. Even that cool Allosaurus you had, which I liked that thing a lot. I thought that was super cool. All right, my little friend. I'm going to ask you one last question. Would you like to say anything to all of the kids all over the world listening to this podcast? Would you like to tell them something like, would you like to say hello to them? Or would you like to tell them uh, some fact that you know? What would you like to tell them? Okay. So. Don't let everybody, anybody tell you what you have to be when you grow up. You can be whatever you want. That was the best thing I've heard in a long time. Asher, I am so proud of you. You did such a good job. No wonder you're married and you're 77 years old. (laughs) And I see your dinosaur closing in. Hey, get that away from the camera. Your dinosaur's attacking me. All right, buddy. Thank you so much, Asher. Have a great week, okay? And take care of your dinosaur. All right, my friends, that is it for this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Remember, October 29th and 30th is our Megalodon event. 
where you can stand in the jaws of the world's biggest shark and take your picture inside. Also, I will be doing some recording with my podcast equipment. If you have a question you'd like to ask, remember, each participant gets to ask two questions and one who would win. You do not have to be a club member to do this. You don't have to be a club member to do this. This is going to be for everyone. So that's it for this one. I hope you enjoyed learning about this Pletosaurus. Remember, be kind to everyone. Treat everybody with respect and make sure to tell your parents you love them. It's very important. Take care, everybody. I'll be coming back soon. to Dinosaur George Kids. Join the Dinosaur George Kids Facebook group, become a member of our Patreon club and check out our website store for cool fossils, rocks and crystals. Visit dinosaurgeorge.com for details. Until next time, keep digging for knowledge.